Uh, welcome to Perch. Uh, my name is Al and I'm the pastor of Perch. We are a hospitable community for spiritual wanderers. So it's great to have all of you here today. Uh, thanks to Courtney for bringing the snacks. Yay! And thanks for Ben for bringing the coffee. Yay! Coffee! All right. Uh, we are starting up our small groups again. Perch small groups are starting up again. Um, and so we're really excited about that. It'll be starting up in the next uh, few weeks. So the, Jake and Emily are going to be leading the Pasadena group. And uh, Courtney is going to be leading the Glendale group uh, for now. And then um, the LA group is kind of tentative, but uh, we hopefully will have an LA group as well. So um, please uh, talk to those people if you are interested in joining a small group. Our small groups, I was trying to think of three words that capture what our small groups are like. And our small groups are safe, they're easy, and they're fun, okay? So safe meaning like there's absolutely like no judgments. You could say anything you want. Well, I don't know, if anything? Oh, yeah, maybe anything. Uh, and there's like no judgments and you know, you don't have to like put on a facade or anything. Um, they're easy, meaning like we don't give homework, all right? You don't have to like read a chapter or something before you go to small groups is like super casual and relaxed and easy and they're fun okay uh, we try to keep it uh, really really uh, engaging and interesting and um, life-giving okay that's like my whole uh, philosophy on small groups like is that they should be life-giving rather than like feel like work so uh, please talk to either Courtney or Jake and Emily if you are interested in joining one of those small groups um, there is an update on the Mamet family uh, that we shared last week, but I'll, I'll share it again uh, right now, actually. Um, so we did a fund, uh, uh, not fundraiser, our church donated some uh, money, some resources. Oh, why isn't this working? Sorry. Uh, to repair a home in Romania, okay? They're uh, a family that our Pasadena small group has been um, sponsoring for like the past year. And um, we continue to have a relationship with them and uh, their roof recently collapsed. And so uh, before the cold winter storm, we wanted to help out and they already replaced the roof. I think um, this is a video, I think. Yeah. So that's the Mamet family. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're a small church, but we could still do things, you know, and we could still help out however we can. So, um, yeah, you should be encouraged by that. And lastly, uh, please donate to our Haiti Earthquake Relief Fund. Uh, if we reach our goal of $1,500, our church will match that with another $1,500. And the reason why we're trying to go for this number is because uh, $1,500 is enough to build a new home. And so um, we have the possibility of building two new homes, okay? Yeah. Uh, and for the other announcements, you could take a look on the bulletin. And um, yeah, if you didn't get one, they're, they're right over there. And Oh, and there's a sign-up sheet right here for uh, snacks. So we would really appreciate it if you could sign up and bring a snack for the rest of the year, except for the last Sunday of the year, because that's the day after Christmas, and I think we'll just take a break that week. So yeah, please sign up for snacks, and we'll leave it right here. So today, 
We are talking about, oh, I keep using this, I don't know why. Gratitude, okay? Countercultural gratitude. And uh, since it is November, we are going to focus on gratitude throughout uh, this whole month. And I um, came across this old clip on YouTube uh, from Conan's talk show, Conan O'Brien's talk show. And he was interviewing this um, comedian. His name is Louis C.K. He's a little bit controversial, but this clip uh, is really hilarious, and I think it's very applicable to today's message. So enjoy. Zero. 
Okay, so I uh, hope you had fun with that. So we are living in a pretty amazing time right now. And, um, but it seems like people are less and less grateful in general. Uh, I've done some research on this topic of gratitude and lately there have been some revealing studies done on this topic. Researchers, scientists, and psychologists have discovered that gratitude, being a grateful person, actually has a lot of benefits. Generally speaking, grateful people are better people. Okay, grateful people are better people. Now that might so sound very uh, judgmental, but it's true. Uh, when I say they're better people, uh, what I mean by that is they're healthier, they're happier, and they're more altruistic. Okay, they're more generous. Many psychologists would go so far to say that it is impossible to be happy, to live a happy life, if you're not grateful. Gratitude and a life of happiness, a life of joy, go hand in hand. On the flip side, um, so if you want to be a happy person, a better person, then simply be grateful. Studies have shown that grateful people not only tend to be happier and healthier, and be more altruistic, uh, they contribute more to society. Um, take yourself for example. If you look back at your life and look at the times that you were the happiest, maybe like the peaks in your life, wouldn't you say that that coincided with the times that you were also most grateful? Maybe it's a, it's a time when you graduated from high school or you graduated from college you landed your first job, or maybe um, you started dating the partner of your dreams. Uh, happiness and gratitude go hand in hand. But not only is gratitude directly linked to happiness, gratitude helps be people become more generous, more relatable, and uh, they tend to live longer. According to psychology journal Psychology Today, there are seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude in a person's life. Gratitude improves relationships, it improves your physical health, it improves your emotional health, it enhances uh, empathy and reduces aggression, and gratitude helps people even sleep better, and gratitude improves self-esteem and increases mental strength. And these are just the area of benefits that are measurable and proven so far. So with all of this research on gratitude and the benefits of gratitude, why wouldn't everyone just be more grateful? As uh, we have seen in that funny, hilarious video clip, uh, we live in an amazing time right now. Um, people don't often talk about how amazing our world is right now, especially since we are still in the middle of a global pandemic. It still feels really bad, right? It still feels really bad. It feels really politically divisive. It feels like there's a lot of injustice that's happening in the world. And, and there are, you know, all of these things do exist, but it's at a substantially lower rate than it used to be, believe it or not. There are less people living below the poverty, poverty line now than there was 100 years ago. And our population has grown uh, immensely and just take this example of COVID okay um, you know we're living in a very very difficult tense and divisive time right now 
But do you remember, or does anyone know from like history, uh, the last global pandemic before COVID-19? Does anyone know? You could say it out loud if you know it. Spanish flu? Is that what uh, influenza was? Is that the nickname for influenza? Yeah, well, 1918. Yeah, 1918. That's when it first came out. Um, and uh, it just like wiped out like a lot of people. Does anyone happen to know how many people died as a result of the influenza, which is H1N1, uh, which is, you know, the common flu, okay, that we call today? Does anyone know how many people died? Uh, oh man, you totally like ruined my illustration. <laughs> it's 50 million, okay? 50 million people died. But you have to consider 100 years ago, there were a lot less people here in the world, okay? The population was a lot lower here uh, now than there was 100 years ago. Does anyone know how many people died of COVID in the world? Anyone? Five million. Five million, okay? So we have this global pandemic right that's like everyone's freaking out about and it's bad okay it's 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 bad okay but five million people died from covid as opposed to 50 million <laughs> 50 million people died from the flu 100 years ago that's wild and it took the world 30 years to find uh to to get a vaccine oh no no sorry no no sorry not 30 years uh 22 years 22 years because uh, the first flu shot came out in 1940, okay? Now it took us one year <laughs> to get a flu shot for COVID, which is ridiculous. Like we live in this crazy time where access availability to information is so much easier than it was before and that's making this world a much safer, uh, better informed, uh, more even unified place than it was 100 years ago. And because Many people in the world today just tend to be less grateful. Many people in the world today are unhappy and unsatisfied. So how can people become more grateful and what does this have to teach us on this topic? And what does God have to teach us on this topic of gratitude? And this is important because in order to live a life of joy, which is hopefully what we all want in our lives, we have to have a heart of gratitude. And so, um, that's our central truth for today. A life of joy is impossible without a heart of gratitude. A life of joy is impossible without a heart of gratitude. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to Philippians chapter 2? Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Go ahead and um, pull out your Bible app or your actual Bibles. What the? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Philippians chapter 2 verses 14 through 18 do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering 
and the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So too should so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Amen. All right, so we just read from the book of Philippians, and Philippians was a letter written by Apostle Paul, and it was one of the many letters that Paul wrote to various churches in different cities in uh, the ancient world in the first century. Now, every letter that Paul wrote to these different churches had a good balance of positive things to say and negative things to say, some form of affirmation and uh, lifting them up and encouragement, but also some constructive criticism, some constructive feedback on how they could be a better community, a healthier community, and live um, more Christ-like lives. But the letter that Paul wrote to the church in a city called Philippi, which is Philippians, uh, was very different from the other letters that Paul wrote because he had very little negative things to say about the church in the city of Philippi. In fact, uh, this church uh, in Philippi, Paul loved this church so much that uh, this, the letter called uh, the letter of Philippians had a nickname called uh, the letter of joy, the letter of joy. And so that's kind of a common theme that you see throughout the book of Philippians, which is joy and living this life of joy. Uh, he says in the book, beginning of Philippians chapter one, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you since I have you in my heart. Thus, the letter of Philippians doesn't contain as much uh, criticisms or corrections as some of Paul's other letters do. Uh, rather, the letter of Philippians is more a letter of encouragement and Paul kind of like spurring them on and telling them to continue doing what you're doing. Okay, you're on the right path. Um, I was thinking about this topic of gratitude and um, I was uh, rereading some of my uh, favorite author's old books. Um, her name is Brene Brown and she had one of her first books that she came out with is this book called The Gift of Imperfection. Um, so she, uh, Dr. Brown, just to give you a little bit of backstory, she, uh, her own story is very interesting. She grew up in the church as a kid, uh, in Houston, but she left the church for a long time when she became a young adult because she noticed how church became less about faith and mystery and more about politics and certainty. But eventually as an older adult, um, she went back to church with her family about 10 years ago and has been interweaving her work as a psychologist, as a professor, as a leader uh, with her own faith. Now, Dr. Brown's book, uh, Gifts of Imperfection, is a book that is all about the power of authenticity, love, and gratitude. Her conclusions and thesis were based on a very, very thorough, exhaustive research that she and her team performed while at the University of Houston. And in one chapter, she does this whole study on joy, okay, on joy. And she discovered that joy is very different from happiness, which we actually talked about a couple months ago when we went through the theme of joy. Um, happiness is a result of emotion of elation uh, as a result of an event. 
uh, in your life or experience. Joy, however, is something much more internal and it's not an emotion. It's this experience, this life of feeling content and satisfied. And this is something uh, I personally knew for a long time, um, but Dr. Brown, uh, Dr. Brene Brown like really put it eloquently. And she says this in her book, Gifts of Imperfection. Without exception, every person I interviewed, when she's talking about the study on joy, every person I interviewed who described living a joyful life or who described themselves as joyful actively practiced gratitude and attributed their joyfulness to their gratitude. She said every single person that she researched and studied and interviewed, these are like hundreds of people, okay? She said every single person without exception actively practiced gratitude and attributed their joyfulness to their gratitude. So this is the first um, lesson that we can learn about gratitude. Gratitude practiced fosters a life of joy. Okay? Gratitude practiced fosters a life of joy. Or in other words, the more you practice gratitude, the more you will experience joy in your life. And it's very important to practice gratitude, not just like say in your head, just to yourself like, I'm a grateful person, I'm a grateful person. But in practicing gratitude, what does this look like? This means like telling someone, a close friend, a significant other, what you're grateful for. Actually, like praying in your prayers out loud, telling God what you're grateful for. Maybe even writing in your journal what you're grateful for in words. It's not just, you can't just keep it in your head. You got to actively practice gratitude, which means you have to express it. You have to let it out somehow. Okay, and the reason why we do this is because it affirms your gratitude, uh, your grateful heart. If you just keep it internally, then we get into this habit, this rut of not remembering and not actually like get engaging in that practice of gratitude. This, this idea of actively practicing gratitude is a constant pattern that Dr. Brown discovered with all of her research participants. Whether the participant was rich or poor, black or white, healthy or unhealthy, as long as they were grateful and actively practiced gratitude, they experienced a life of joy. Uh, let's take Paul for example. Okay, let's take Apostle Paul. One thing I should point out is that when Paul wrote this letter to the church in the city of Philippi, he was writing from a very uh, unique place. He was writing from prison. Paul was actually writing from prison when he was writing this letter of joy, okay? Um, so let me read uh, verses uh, 12 through 14 again. But I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it has become evident to my guards and to all the rest of the prisoners that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brothers and sisters in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So one of the things we talked about a couple months ago is that a life of happiness um, if you're pursuing a life of happiness, a lot of it has to be circumstantial. But if you want to pursue a life of joy, um, 
it's internal and it's based on your spiritual fulfillment, uh, having peace that God has given you. Likewise, our gratitude follows in that same uh, pattern. Gratitude is not based on your circumstances. Okay, gratitude is not based on your circumstances. Just think about the people in your life that you know who are grateful people, okay? Is it dependent on like how much money they have? Okay, is it dependent on um, how well their life is going? And maybe think about people in your life that you know who are not so grateful. A lot of them might seem to have a lot and their life might seem to be going well. So gratitude has actually very little to do with your circumstances. It has much to do with your heart. One of the things that we talked about last week uh, was hospitality. And the central truth for that was uh, hospitality has more to do with the state of your heart than the state of your home. And gratitude is the same way. Gratitude has more to do with the state of your heart than your circumstances. Generally speaking, there are two ways that we can be grateful. Because of and in spite of. Because of gratitude is when you give thanks for all the good things in your life. And it's good to be grateful. Like It's good to acknowledge God in those times. In spite of gratitude is when you give thanks to God even for the difficult things in your life. God, I thank you in spite of my fluctuating health. God, I thank you despite having difficulty finding a job because it's allowing me more time to work on myself, whatever it may be. God, I thank you uh, in spite of not having a lot of money <laughs> because it reminds me how uh, valuable money is and how I should be grateful for every single dollar that I have. God is working all things together for the purpose of good in the end. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This isn't saying, like, be grateful for being sick, <laughs> be grateful for uh, having less money in your account, okay? But in every difficult situation, find some sort of, find a way to turn it into a positive, like to see the benefits that could come out of those difficult situations. So um, I grew up in church, and when I was a kid, I used to go to uh, the adult church service sometimes with my parents, and I hated it. Um, we used to sit on these like long pews, which was perfect for taking a nap if you're a kid, right? And they're kind of soft, they're cushiony, okay, if, if, if they're uh, cushioned. And uh, I used to hate hearing um, the music uh, when they would sing like these old hymns. And uh, I don't know why I used to hate it so much. Um, I don't know, maybe it's the context of when I heard these songs, you know, because it's in these boring adult church services. Or maybe it's because I hated the way, <laughs> I hated the way my parents sang, sang them because they sang like it was an opera. They go, oh, no. <laughs> I, I used to, I don't know why my parents like sang like that. I just thought it sounded so horrible. 
And so um, I would try my best like to like, you know, like drown it out somehow with like internal thoughts. But then uh, as I got older, uh, as I became an adult and I started actually like uh, reading the lyrics of these hymns, I thought they were like so beautiful. They were like so poetic. And they are written in a way that um, many modern uh, like church songs, as much as I love modern church songs as well, it's just very different the way that it, uh, the words are, are written. And one of my favorite hymns is a timeless one called It Is Well With My Soul. Okay? Uh, maybe if you also grew up in church, you might know it. It is well with my soul. It was written by uh, Horatio Spafford and Philip Bliss. Okay, so Horatio Spafford wrote the words, and Philip Bliss wrote the music. And when you have time, you should uh, look up the story behind this uh, beautiful haunting hymn. The lyrics were written by Horatio Spafford um, after the death of not one but two of his sons. The first one died uh, at the age of two in 1871 during the Great Chicago Fire, and the second one died at the age of four from scarlet fever. The name of the song is It Is Well With My Soul. And uh, the first few lines of the song goes like this. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrow like sea billows roll, so he's acknowledging his sorrow. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Mr. Spafford was not grateful that his sons passed away. Uh, he was grateful despite it, okay, in spite of his loss because he had peace in his heart. Maybe knowing that they're in a better place, you know, maybe um, still being able to trust God uh, despite that difficult situation. In verse 17 of today's passage, Apostle Paul said this, But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. When Paul said this, um, he literally didn't know whether or not he was going to live. Okay, he was in prison. He didn't know if he was going to be executed or released or just be in prison the rest of his life. So when he says, even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering, meaning even if I die, um, he says, I am glad and I rejoice with you. Gratitude has more to do with the state of your heart than the state of your circumstances. But if it's not right there, uh, we still fall short of how God wants grateful people to live, how grateful people are to become. And gratitude must become an outward manifestation through expression okay um, and this, this is why uh, the practice of gratitude is so important gratitude unexpressed is gratitude unacknowledged gratitude unexpressed is gratitude unacknowledged not only for the recipient but also for you we express gratitude because it helps us remember what we are to be grateful for and just because we think something in our head um, does not make it who you are, okay? It's actually practicing these things and saying it out loud uh, that help uh, affirm your identity. For example, 
Um, when I drive, I get road rage a lot. <laughs> and I think all sorts of really, really evil, dark things in my head when I'm driving, okay? <laughs> but if it came out, okay, if it came out, that would actually make me a horrible person, okay? But you know, if it just stays in my head, it's, it's fine, you know? If I imagine, like, if someone's cutting me off and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get this guy, and, and it's just all in my head, that's fine, you know? If I imagine in my head I'm gonna, like, sideswipe this person and that car's gonna flip over and it's gonna, like, burn on fire. Um, if it's just in my head, it's fine. <laughs> but if I actually do it, that makes me a very, very <laughs> different person, okay? Likewise, gratitude, if it just stays stuck in your head, Okay, it's, it's not going to actually affirm your identity all that much, okay? And it's not actually going to make you a more grateful per person. You have to express it. You have to let it out, okay? You have to, so that's why in your bulletins, I gave like three recommendations of how to be more grateful people. In Psalm 107, this is a great verse uh, uh, kind of uh, connected to this. Uh, it says this, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the people of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Okay? Let them say it. Okay? Let them say it out loud. Let them say it out loud. It's really what comes out of your mouth that reveals what's in your heart. In the beginning of today's passage, in verse 14 and 15, this is why Paul says, Do everything without grumbling or complaining, so that you might become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and warped generation. Then you will shine among them like stars. If what you say, if what comes out of your mouth is grumbling and complaining all the time, that's really what's in your heart. But if what comes out of your mouth are words of gratitude, gratefulness, that's, that's also what's in your heart. So the more we practice that, the more we actively practice that, the more we acknowledge all the things that we are grateful for. Um, so again, I, I wrote it in the bulletins for you. If you uh, didn't grab it, please do so. Um, so I, I wrote three examples of how you could actively practice gratitude in your life. Express a gratitude every day to a close friend or a partner, significant other. Write a gratitude every day in your journal, if you're like me and you, you love journaling. Or pray a prayer of gratitude every day out loud, okay, out loud, because saying it out loud actually is very different, is a very different experience than just keeping it in your head, okay. Express a gratitude every day to a close friend or partner Write a gratitude every day in your journal or pray a prayer out loud um, of gratitude every day. All right, with that, let's pray. Lord, we have so much to be grateful for. Lord, you have given us life. You have redeemed us. And yet every day, you give us blessing upon blessing. 
You could have stopped a long time ago, but you continue to give to us. We are grateful for your kindness. We are grateful for your love. We are grateful for our relationships, and we are grateful for even for this community. Help us to remember all the things, all the ways that you have provided for us and continue to provide for us. And as we try to strive to be more grateful people and actively practice gratitude in our lives, would you continue to use us to spread joy to those around us, to be kinder to others, to empathize with others, and to be more generous? We thank you. We love you. We pray all this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. Have a blessed week, everybody.